0: everybody it's d mills champagne sharks episode 175 walking the plank part two with my guest malika b just some quick house cleaning go to patreon.com slash champagne sharks Five dollars a month gives you access to um all of the premium episodes all of the back episodes there's an entire catalog for you to enjoy there's a discord server so you guys go on there chat with other fans of the show it's growing and man i'm gonna tell you something we really appreciate those of you that go inside of that discord man and um have conversations with other fans of the show. You guys are in there talking about some very important and vital issues. There's a lot of give and take, a lot of dialogue. So I go and pop my head in from time to time, and I really enjoy uh, having conversations with those of you that participate. And I'd encourage even more of you to do so. If you're a subscriber, um, go inside of the Discord and take advantage of it. You know, we have very candid conversations in there, and uh, I really enjoy it. You know, check out the Reddit, check out um, the Champagne Sharks Twitter account. Go in there, give your comments and your feedback and chop it up with us a little bit. So we're going to pick up talking about the school to prison pipeline. Again, my guest is Malaika B. Say hello to the people.
1: Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back.
0: Absolutely. We love having that conversation with you. Just regarding special education and a lot of the things that go into that, um, it's a topic that has a lot of ground to cover. And so, you know, we tried to get everything we could in there. And uh, there was a lot of information and insight given out. And we hope you it's guys enjoy high. that. One of the things that we discussed and touched on in the last episode was how they get rid of undesirables. What we call undesirables or, you know, the kids that they deem as troubled and they put a label on them, a classification of having an emotional disturbance. Yeah. And then use that as a way to get them out of the classroom or to have what's called a change of placement. We're going to segue that. Point into discussing the school-to-prison pipeline because a lot of what happens in the, in, the, in the school system is it starts early. School administrators and officials use what we like to, dis- to call uh, police-style tactics in order to entrap your students and your children. You know, rather you, when you look at certain things, you look at discipline, suspension rates among African-American students, expelling the students, um, you know, the policies that they use or that they're supposed to use versus what actually ends up happening in practice. And then... Um That culminating in calling law enforcement and child services, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a frightening scenario for a lot of parents, Mm -hmm. Uh, because most nine times out of 10, it's unjustified for them calling, uh, in my view anyway, for them calling uh, CPS. I've heard a lot of nightmare scenarios and a lot of horrible stories about parents who were bullied with child protective services coming to them sometimes very early in the morning, sometimes at night. Um, I've heard stories of principals of schools in conjunction with. With, uh, local law enforcement going to parents' homes and doing things like that. It's a very uh, scary situation for a lot of pe- people that don't know what to expect and, and how that works. So we're going to get into that a little bit. So I hope you guys enjoy. So, hey, Malika, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm you know, really excited about this topic because so many things So many things have happened Mm -hmm. since our last conversation. And when you're talking about special education, I totally think that definitely goes in hand in hand when you're talking about school to prison pipeline, Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids that when we were saying, I don't think we brought that up also when we were talking about, you know, how they get rid of undesirables, um, not just with the ED uh, classification, but also they'll call police on children with special needs. Mm -hmm. And we've seen, and they don't care what their disability is, you know, in florida you know because they do they're off the chain over there
0: yeah every weird story you hear is just <laughs> you're like a florida man or a florida one you know it's always in florida like,
1: what in the devil Why was yeah. what, what is going on in now, Florida? but know you know take a 10 year old kid autism and then they're like putting handcuffs and dragging them out and you know they're like i don't care if they're you know yeah. autistic or not it doesn't matter it's just like but but again they think that that is the 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 other way if they if they can't get you out of the school then they'll call that or they'll say say Child suffering, something their, their parent is doing, you know. Speaking, so that's yeah. that's all the thing we were saying. Speaking
0: of Florida, you know, they just passed a law out there that allows teachers to carry firearms in the classroom.
1: Oh, great! Now they're gonna be blasting our kids away. That's exactly. just gonna be a lawsuit way they have yeah. they put their hand they can't put their hands on a child, but they can shoot a child,
0: yeah. And they utilize that stand your ground bullshit exactly. out there in Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a congressperson in Florida when they were. Um, when that bill was going through um, the house out there, uh, there was someone that actually was trying to get um, some special provisions in there that would not allow teachers to use stand your ground law Um, because the the fear was, yeah, because the fear is obviously that they're going to, there's a lot of white supremacists Mm -hmm. out there and they're going to use that as a, as a, um, excuse to harm black children. You know what I mean? Um, we've seen time and again, like there's open bigots teaching in classrooms. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, they call the police and now they just use the police and call the police on your child. They don't, I don't even think they're going to bother calling the police They just pull out their gun and say, I felt he was threatening me and shoot him because what, what me and my husband saw when the police were called on a, I guess he was about six. Great. Mm-hmm um i don't know we're kind of jumping ahead of talking points but i'm just saying like it was very atrocious and i felt like out in the open from anybody can see and what you know you have a black child and and he's sitting there and i think he might have had an iep as well but it's just basically from what he was saying which was was he wasn't erratic he wasn't yelling he wasn't doing he was just calmly sitting there and then you have a white police officer two white police one was a female one was a male and the things that they were saying to this kid like you you know well, what do you expect for them to do to the to the in the really close like literally had her chair and her knees are touching that little boy's knees mm. he had to be at sixth grade or so sixth seventh grade because i know that particular area where he was in the day um, of the school it's usually days a day class school but had you in his face and like you know talking about why they were called to this boy and saying of course you they're gonna call us because you know what do you expect you don't have your parents are here you don't have no parent you have no father there's no about it and your father and you, know, you have no grandparents they're not going to come up here of course they're going to call us and i just thought to myself wow right and then and an administrator that called them was black
0: mm, mm, and she yeah. called
1: them on them. and we're like sitting there and i was so that angry doesn't surprise me. and i'm thinking so this is the white, and the and while the black police officer is looking at my husband sideways like he wanted to do something to him and, you know my husband's a big man you know and 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 we're just sitting in me it was me and another parent and we're all just sitting there like this is insane this isn't even in an office. This is taking place right in the hallway, right where interest of the school is. And, you know, we definitely filed a, a letter and a complaint on, on how this happened because the principal wasn't there. So I am just thought to myself, this is this isn't OK. Right. And and I brought that up when I was we were in a meeting. I'm being because I, you know, told you in the last one that I work with the um, NAACP, but we had meetings with the PPD and just the just the different, you know, training officers, some of the young officers that were just there on the force, probably between a few months to maybe max five years. But, you know, explaining that situation and the only thing that the commander was just saying was like, well, you know, that's not something that we would promote and that's not what is trained. But this is how your officers are.
0: Right. Right.
1: It's um. It's pretty sad. And it's kind of like, what do you do and how is it that that's the experience you want a child to have? Um, I think my whole thing was having that that experience with kids when their first experience is something like that. That can be traumatic. Right. And are they going to be able to go back to class and learn? Yeah. Are they going to be able to be able to function? You 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 touched on
0: that in the last episode um, with the
1: uh... doctor. uh, It was Dr. Nikki Elliott.
0: Right. Um, yes. About how long it takes to for that to die down. And, you know, it takes
1: 30 minutes. Threat. It says three hours three just to hours, even get yeah. back, but it's just 30 minutes where they can't even learn at all.
0: I want to read this article. It's a it's a short article because I wanted to give some context to that Florida law for people who uh, may or may not know regarding the. Um, Ability of school teachers to actually carry guns inside of the classroom. Um, Obviously, this is in response to um, some of the school shootings that have happened over the last few years. Man, obviously tragic. um, The Parkland school shooting comes to mind. This is an article by Patricia Mazzi in The New York Times. Um, it says the outcome of the vote in Florida in the Florida State House this week was a foregone conclusion. A proposal to allow teachers to carry firearms in school would easily win approval, but that did not mean the debate would not be long and emotional. As Democrats implored Republicans in the majority to consider possible risks, one of them being teachers with guns who might represent yet another source of risk for Black and Latino students. Mm-hmm. The tensions peaked when Representative Shervin D. Jones, a Democrat who is African American, tried unsuccessfully to pass a pair of amendments on the House floor on Tuesday aimed at protecting children from the possibility that an armed teacher in a chaotic situation could assume that a black student was a threat. One amendment would have required any teacher who volunteers for the so-called school guardian program to be trained in implicit bias or stereotypes that could unconsciously affect spur of the moment decisions. The other would have prohibited a school Teacher who shoots a student by mistake in a situation with an active shooter on campus from claiming self-defense under Florida's Stand Your Ground law? We're talking about black boys and girls who are getting murdered by police officers. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jones, who represents the West, the city of West Park near Fort Lauderdale, shouted into the microphone: "They're bad police officers and they're bad teachers." Now that's interesting. That. Um, those two amendments that he proposed, neither one of them passed.
1: Well in that and well it's, it's interesting but it's not surprising though. Right. Because right, the yeah. one thing I wrote down I was just as my notice says they don't have see teachers in in just even in the California area, teachers are not required to do psychological tests. Exactly. And they're and some of them are batshit crazy, excuse my language, but they're crazy. And there says test, um they can't or they, they refuse the union says they're they don't they refuse to offer to have them a psychological test, like police officers have to go undergo. They have to do lie detectors, psychological exams and like it's very thorough and they're still shooting people yep. and they have to go through an extensive med. So a teacher can be allowed and a gun and they don't have to go through any of the extreme vetting or any of the, you know, psych- I think you need a psychological test just to even be a teacher. Right. I, I seriously think that some of these teachers, the ones like when we were talking about in the news that are having like sex with these kids, you know, and are, you know, violating them or right. Or even getting in full on bras with them. Like something is psychologically wrong with you. Yes, you're an adult and you should know that these kids, they're kids.
0: I can't even imagine a scenario because they're getting it gets heated in there between um, teenagers and, and the adult teachers.
1: Trust me now, you know, I know I've gotten it. Yeah. I, I have never got and You know what? I never get into it. I work with all kind of the kids and the kids who, you know, I have some of these middle schoolers. They're like six foot two and one and I look right up to to them in the face and I'm like look it you're not you know I I will talk to I don't don't disrespect them but I say listen you can have a conversation you have every right to be upset I think because we don't allow our kids to to express themselves and I say look it you are I'm cool with you being upset like if you're upset about something you don't like something you have every right to do that and you just say hey you know what give me the sign and say Mrs. you know I just you know teacher I just need a a time to, to have to myself give me a like a peace signal or whatever i'll be like okay you do you because everybody needs that i said but what i don't stand for is disrespect because but again it goes both ways mm-hmm. you've got to respect the child as well as them respect you and a lot of times that these teachers and i've seen it Cause i've done evaluations as well and i see the way they 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 you know totally either disregard them or because they're they have feelings they don't like to get put on blast in front of their their peers either yeah and when the minute you do that then they feel less than and they feel that they gotta like be okay now i gotta get in front of my homeboys and i gotta you know show out and show up or the and or i'll have to talk to a, you know one of my students and she's like you don't understand you know they're just sitting up there yelling and talking to me like they're crazy and And I have to do this and this and this. And And I'm like, listen, but you got to understand you're still the child Mm. and they have a lot more rights over you where you're here and they can even suspend you. A a teacher has the right to suspend a child Mm. without due process. It's part of their contract. I've been making sure being in this position of just really trying to educate myself on a lot more. I know the process and laws, but even more so because it's making it my business, because you have to know, okay, what is that, that? that student and if you have to get that teacher removed whether it's a teacher or a principal you have to know what they're doing right and it's a systematic yeah it comes both ways but i always teach the kids about you know how to deal with that as well you're gonna always get those jerk off teachers
0: and you're gonna get some jerk off ass kids too (laughs) so you do
1: get i'm not saying that but see you know me i try to see the good in most of kids there's very few kids that i can sit there and be like, You know me, like I'm like oh no I can't do that one. Very few where I was yeah. like I'm not even gonna deal with it, and I don't because I'm like I don't like disrespectful children, but I also don't be. I'm not a very disrespectful person. I'm like look at I tell them sh- straight up what what the real is. Like look at this is not how you want to go out. This is not how we do things. And, and I always validate their feelings, and I never tell them stuff in front of their friends. Like I always say hey Pull you know the such the and such. Yeah. I'd be like Can, come over here check it they'd be like oh gosh, she want to talk to you. but i i think they respect that i'm pulling them to the side versus mm-hmm. saying it in front of everybody and my son has gone through that where the teacher like literally takes his paper and like do you guys see this this is not acceptable this ain't this is a way you not to do a paper laps, and you're yeah. like yeah. and you know you horrify your children and you, you horrify that child and, and can you imagine I've dealt with teachers and they'll get in front of the parent and lie their ass off. Oh, That's yeah. what's the sad thing. And oh, the, yeah. and the and that even makes the child even more, you know, like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with that. That teacher. You got to have a fine balance where you're not their friend. You're not trying to be their friend, but you're trying to be. But you also want to be know that you're their mentor and you're cool yeah. and stuff.
0: OK, so let me just finish up this article. He portrays some Republicans who have preferred assigned seats in the chamber as a result of their majority as uninterested in the plight of racial and ethnic minorities. There's a reality that some of us have that some of you on the front row could care less about, Mr. Jones said. Some people, he said, might look at a boy who's got dreads in his hair and be intimidated by him. I fight for those people. As Mr. Jones delivered his fervent speech, which brought him nearly to tears, a couple of other Democrats walked toward him in a show of support. But his amendments, as expected, went nowhere. On Wednesday, the House passed the legislation mostly along party lines with a vote of 65 to 47. Five Republicans broke with their party to vote no. Now oh, that's interesting. The vote, the bill, excuse me, which was approved by the State Senate last week, now heads to the desk of Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican who is expected to sign it. Uh, let's see. In the eight days that have elapsed between the Senate vote and the House vote, a gunman killed a woman in a synagogue in San Diego, and another killed two people at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte. And as House lawmakers debated the legislation on Tuesday. News broke in Florida that a school resource officer's holstered firearm went off at a Pasco County School cafeteria as the officer leaned against the wall. (laughs) No one was hurt. That sounds like some Barney Fife type shit. Several Republicans pointed to the San Diego shooting in which a man said he rushed the, su- the shooting suspect as a reason Florida should allow school districts to partner with sheriff's officers to train teachers who volunteer to do so to carry guns on campus. None of us want to be debating this. Representative Byron Dan- Donalds of Naples, the only African-American in the House Republican Caucus, said on Wednesday. But the one thing that we have to acknowledge, as unfortunate as it is, is that when a psychotic person enters a facility, a school, we kids are at play or at study or at lunch and they pull a weapon, the first responders, the real first responders, are the school staff that love our children. Mr. Jones, 35, who suffered a serious nerve injury in 2016, was absent from Wednesday's vote. His office said he had been rushed to the hospital on Wednesday morning suffering from vertigo and was prescribed bed rest. School districts in some of the state's biggest cities with large numbers of Black and Hispanic students have declined to participate in the Guardian program, thank God, which was created last year after the shooting at Majoree Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland that left 17 people dead and 17 wounded. The compromise worked out last year allowed certain school staff but not classroom teachers to be trained to carry guns. In December, a state commission investigating the shooting recommended expanding the program to include classroom teachers. Investigators concluded that an armed teacher might have stopped the confessed attacker in Portland, and Parkland. The provision was written into legislation that incorporated a slew of other commission recommendations relating to school safety and students' mental health. Representative Kristen Jacobs, a Democrat whose district includes Parkland, called the provision for arming teacher a po- teachers a poison pill that would prevent the legislation from guarding, garnering the same bipartisan support that lawmakers gave last year's school safety package. We're going to have to vote along party lines. We all know the outcome, she lamented on Wednesday. And we know the outcome on my side of the aisle the minute the bill came up. And why do we know? Because we're not really at the table. In our county, where Parkland, is, Sheriff Gregory Tony said in a letter to school board members and the school district superintendent on Wednesday that he did not intend to expand the local guardian program to include teachers. That's good news. The sheriff's position was notable because he was appointed to the job by Mr. DeSantis in January after the new governor removed former Sheriff Scott Israel, accusing him of incompetence during and after the shooting at Stoneman Douglas. Arming teachers is not the right approach to keep our children safe, Sheriff Tony wrote. This program would place students, teachers and first responders at risk when our focus should be on keeping our students safe and making schools places where they feel they would belong. So that's good that that sheriff in that particular area is not down with uh, with arming teachers. I guess it sounds like on this he has the discretion rather not to allow that. So that's a good thing. Um,
1: well, I think that that's a good thing that he doesn't because, but, but you got to also think about how they they don't want anybody have police uh, guns besides police officers and police right. officers are just like that period. I don't think they care so much about, OK, you're arming teacher, teachers. It's just that they really feel that there should be no guns allowed in a community except for those who have the right to have them, which are law enforcement or people working in the military, yeah. um, from my understanding that's just my conjecture so mm-hmm. I mean I think it's good that he says it but is it then it, you know what's, what's behind the intentions is another thing because those very same ones are saying to keep them safe you're you're shooting them some you know.
0: Yeah so let's get to the meat of what we're here to discuss today and that's um, school to prison pipeline I am going to talk to you about um, some of the tactics used by um, teachers and administrators inside of the school to entrap students like the type of tactics that they use which are Basically, law enforcement type tactics um, that they use to entrap students and get them punished and things like that. So, if you want to touch so, on that, girl. well,
1: I well, I I think just our conversation because I'm not an expert, mm. but what I do know is just basic strategies that they have used and what I've seen happen to my own child, and it's and have those conversation. The good thing is prior to my son doing even middle school, sixth grade, and it was because of some situations that happened in fifth grade, but I I had all already trained them to respond to school officials and admin as you would any police officer. Mm,
0: okay.
1: And this is and I and I've talked to other parents about the same thing. I You know, I seriously think that in, you can't say it's being overboard because a lot of the tactics they use or what I understand. I mean, you can watch First 48 and, and figure out how they a lot of times they get people on yeah, uh, self-incrimination. There.
0: Yep. Self-incrimination. And they build a case yep.
1: based off of what the confession of them was whether they say it verbally or sign it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: okay, And it's the exact same way in school.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that
1: was one of the things that I, you know, pushed to for recommend, you know, in the recommendations for the school is saying not to have um, incriminating statements or have students write incriminating statements uh, that are used, therefore used against them. So the policies of having students write incriminating things without like parental consent and used for discipline actions or like suspensions against the student. Mm -hmm. and and that saying whether it's suspension expulsion um recommendation for expulsion or five ten because the way it is is five day um suspension then recommendation expulsion Mm -hmm. or ten day to recommend to ten day suspension recommendation to expulsion those are the type of things they all do or if a child gets into an altercation or there's something that they like just recently give you a scenario there was a group of six and seven graders at this school and apparently and this is something i guess this is a new thing with these kids they're you know the vaping Mm -hmm. so they have you know i i guess i and i'm not really hip about this i guess the weed what is that called weed when you put the weed in the vaping pen
0: oh waxing um, or something yeah cannabis wax or something like that the kids were
1: calling it waxing
0: right waxing weed waxing or something yeah yeah, i know what you're talking about we just talked about that a couple weeks ago but go ahead
1: well yeah and i thought to myself but uh, apparently they had gotten caught well I don't even know so much that it was caught because it was just they didn't have the evidence to show that they were actually doing it besides what was in the air but they were all in the girl it was the, they were in the girl bathroom mm-hmm. and then you know I got the teeth I can get to any kid and they're gonna sit up there and tell me it, all the stuff you know so okay. they're like no well actually they went out to the field and some of them got rid of their pen that way their vaping pin some people got rid of it and, and some of them hit it and I guess one of the kids like they pressured her and she like snitched they called the snitch mm-hmm. um one of the chariots and she was just saying how and one of the guys were saying well i don't even know why they did that they could have all got away if they didn't sit up there and make them write statements and and it was like a, a mini interrogation right. all of this went down prior to even contacting the parent
0: yeah yep.
1: and this is like before you're you know they're not going to tell you it think of it. police aren't going to tell you, you have a right oh yeah call your attorney before i start in uh interrogating you if they're going to interrogate you you have to what call it say i want my attorney then they mm-hmm have right. to stop the inter- the interrogation well it's the same thing I told my son you need to talk to- if you get in something you need to say I need my parent yep and the one thing I I taught him that he told don't me don't exactly,
0: sign nothing don't
1: sign anything don't write a statement don't do anything and mm-hmm. he said sure enough they it was something where um a a, a girl attacked him mm-hmm. actually and and um for some reason they were trying to pin it on my son and suspend him and he was the one to get slapped and I'm like, like, I'm like wait a minute how is oh how? Well, well your son was asking for it i'm like he was asking to get slapped by the girl oh, well he said she God. was acting ratchet i'm like okay well maybe she was acting ratchet <laughs> you know what i'm saying but that doesn't mean that she could get acting like, ratchet. Yeah, well my son is kind of like no nonsense he don't like none of that you know he's like right. i ain't got time for that i'm trying to do my work don't be coming up and talking crazy <laughs> to me and stuff he's like you go he basically he told her look if you she threatened to slap him he's like you you go ahead and do that you gonna get suspended acting a ratchet and then she smacked him and my son didn't do nothing he just I'm like okay told the teacher and the teacher sat up there because and it, for some reason you know su- you know sent him to the office and then we're I'm gonna call like oh yeah we're talking about you know you know possibly you know suspending your son I'm like suspending him for what <laughs> he's the one that got assaulted right I, I mean it was another black child I already knew who that what child was and I knew the parent mm-hmm. but I was just like I already knew I'm not there to try I don't think any of the kids that I, I you know especially our black kids I try to go after them but it wasn't it wasn't that 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 you know intense to, to sit there and do that but it was funny because I asked him and he says yeah um mom he brought me in the office then he told me to write a statement and then I said well did you he said no I did exactly what you told me I didn't he said but but they made the girl write the statement mm-hmm. and she wrote everything that it said that which corroborated what he said that he it was unprovoked right but they were trying for some reason to Get him, which was crazy. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, so he said, what he did was when the vice principal went out, he took a picture. To- <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, look, here, look, here. I took a picture because I want And then he said the vice president came back and threatened to to suspend him for like, you know, a month and uh-huh. to give him like just threaten, kept upping all the If threats. he didn't sign. And it. he was like, no, you need to. He's like, and, and I did teach him. I gave him kind of like a script. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, be very respectful. Say, I'm sorry, Mr. 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 Whoever or Mrs. Whatever. With all due respect. I need to have my parent present with me um, to be informed That's about good. any and all things. Can you He's not, you know, and I'm not allowed to write anything without the presence or, or um, consent of my parent. And it's a it's pretty much a, a script I've given them. All of them. my kids just like these are this is what you said. And you just just like in the military, you just keep repeating it. Right. And just like if you want to keep repeating the same thing and try to get me to do something. And I am I am in since they're represent I'm their attorney. Mm. I'm their advocate, right? So they couldn't get anything from that. So then they he he's like well, he's like son, we're not the police department. we and and he told me they said that we're not the police. You know your 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 mom's not some kind of attorney or something. You know this is not this is a school. And he was like,
0: well then what the hell are you trying so hard to give me to sign this for then. <laughs>
1: and that's kind of what he was thinking but he didn't yeah. say it because he could have been a smart my son is a very smart kid yeah. he's just like looking at him like I'm sorry sir and he just repeated the same thing
0: <laughs>
1: and, it, and it, he finally had to call me right because he couldn't get nothing out of that infuriated him even more yeah. because I'm a beast he, I, he knew oh god I gotta deal with this spirit because I'm not gonna let that fly <laughs> but this that was the first time it happened and then it happened again a second time it happened the second time it happened that was the vice prince then the principal said that it's the same thing. She calls me. My son was attacked. Mm -hmm. And apparently whoever attacked my son didn't know that my son can whip ass and he beat the dog brace off this kid that, you know, jumped him. Mm -hmm. Which I've said to them, you know, my kid doesn't, you know, fight. I don't, I taught, I always teach conflict resolution, conflict. I teach him different skills and tactics about how to avoid confrontation. I said, but I said, the only thing I give you permission to do is somebody put their hands on you. You have a right to defend yourself. You beat the dog brace off of I me and your daddy going to handle
0: it. That, that sounds just like a black mother. You know, I <laughs> am a
1: baby because I grew up. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I use I say what I say. But I, no, because as an adult, if you put your if I, I'm I I do everything and I'm a Christian woman, I do everything as I, you know, try mm-hmm. to be a law abiding citizen. I don't want to fight. I don't do any of that. I'm too I'm a grown woman. But if somebody puts their hands on me. hmm they going to get some hands and it ain't in the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't about to, you know, it had nothing to do with that. Well, you going to get these hands and you're going to understand that you ain't going to do that. I'm
0: going to really lay hands on <laughs> <aren't> you.
1: <laughs> and it ain't going to be the Holy Spirit in it. So, yeah. uh, God and Lord used me <laughs> to protect myself. So, and then this is what I've told him. And he, he, he tried, he, he, my son has did everything that he was supposed to do. But when you, you know, he, he did exactly. And he, and they didn't know my son did MMA. He knows very well how to handle himself. So, right and they didn't expect that <laughs> and so the the principal was like she and he told me yet again they did the same thing they tried to get him to write a statement oh and they videotaped it what yeah i guess one of the kids videotaped the whole situation you know oh the they videotaped
0: phone. the f- okay yeah. i thought you meant they videotaped trying to get him to sign the oh, thing i'm my like God. what the
1: hell is that no <laughs> then i would have then we'd have some issues even more of an issue right but but this is what was said you know after the thing it was just said that she tried to get him then they threatened then they Wrote out the suspension thing and kept coming in there and then raving up and said we're gonna we're gonna suspend you for him. I mean, just threatening him until they finally called me. He was, and he said the same script that I always gave him. Sorry, Mrs. Such and Such. I do apologize with all due respect. I'm not allowed to write anything or or, or wow. say anything without the permission, written consent, or permission of my mother. Your father. Would you please call them so they can be out
0: here? What together? the hell is with the intimidation to get them to? and, to, he, to and he
1: just is like. Like he's like shits and giggles inside. Like this is ridiculous. But but again, these are and and I had to to teach them this script because of and I always teach them be extremely humble, be extremely respectful, right? Like you would with the police. And I said because you gotta be home and I'm your I'm your advocate, I'm your your representation. Mm-hmm. And so she she called the principal, and she was like, uh, I need you to come down here. There was an incident, and you know. She kind of gave me a synopsis. She said, but I can tell you something. Whatever you taught that boy and all the skills, he I am thoroughly impressed. And I oh, is to, that right? He's like, I need to meet the parents that taught this boy this.
0: <laughs> After she tried to do all the It's really
1: funny because now me and her are like the best of friends. Is like, that right? Yes, me okay. and that principal. She's a black principal. Okay. But again, whether black are they are taught to do certain things and assist them in a system and how they do it in school. She yeah. doesn't call police them, but I know that there are ones who are very happy. Happy to call police or yeah. allow police on campus very easily. One of the um, things
0: that I was surprised about is the how close the working relationship between um, school officials and law enforcement. Oh, is.
1: absolutely. Yeah, they
0: have little intelligence briefings and all that kind of stuff. They have certain students that they investigate. They got keep, probation, keep officers, probation on officers on there. Officers and, and I oh, and yeah. I know
1: who our, the probation officer is at the school when I found out because like I they got I was probation going that.
0: officers at middle schools. Yeah, like just, the,
1: they have they have probation. They, no. <laughs> I think the, they call them yeah they're probation officers and they call them something else school officers too mm-hmm. but I was going through the list on the school side council because I was on there as well and I said well why is there a probation officer and their school oh well no they're just here because there are some kids who have records and they have to check in with him <laughs> And I go, and this is sixth grade to seventh, eighth grade. Are you serious? And and again, I really think that my son would have been in that same situation yeah. if I didn't. And, and again, they start as young as fourth grade and even younger. I had a, a parent talk to me when it, my son was in fourth grade and it was one of his students. She was like, oh, we can't go over. There's a restraining order put through. On the a restraining ninth- order? I swear for God, it was that. And they came to the little girl's <sighs> house, got, got her, fingerprinted her and everything had to go to court wow because of another parent saying that they that it was a terroristic threat she made I get, I think the boy was messing with her which we I do I remember the boy he was very much a bully but the father was very well connected like we were talking about very mm. well connected to the district the well connected sign? with the police department very well connected but yeah she ended up going because the parent didn't know any better.
0: did the girl sign do you know did she he, signed there the was thing?
1: a he put a restraining order couldn't go anywhere near the son even though son was the bully
0: no i'm saying that the little girl that they get her and if you know that they, that they have her like sign a statement and all that in all, the principal's all, office they, like do they do all that stuff yeah, that's crazy. but
1: it all starts off with that and i thought to myself the two incidents and like the incidents when i finally got to the school for the second time that happened the teacher you know the principal told me what happened and they said that one of the students videotaped it and your son like viciously beat the crap out of this kid but she knows it was in self-defense and mm. but it because it I said, well, it's not my fault. How vicious is this was I have documented proof that my son has been bullied by these particular sets of kids and you guys have done nothing. But the minute right. that my son defends himself, because you obviously know my son can handle himself, but he chose to use conflict resolution instead. He chose to do the things that he was supposed to do. And you guys are trying to punish it. I said, you're not going to well, we're going to talk about suspension. So you're not suspending him. Mm-hmm. So the one kid that did write the statement, the one that did attack him, he wrote a statement and they suspended him for. For two days or something mm-hmm. all my son had to do was write a letter thing about you know i think she wanted to write an essay about you know dealing with different conflicts and how to do some something very trivial right. which i didn't have my son do either but right. i was just like okay because but that's he, a
0: basically an admission of it some is. type of guilt too, and yeah. he
1: didn't write nothing he didn't get suspended and then she said to me after that meeting me and my husband and she was so at all she said i have never met black parents that are like you and your husband you i am thoroughly impressed she said you need to run first you know she start. you need to run first close like council you need to do this and like she like it honestly everything that I'm getting into is because this lady this are you kidding lady. me I swear that one incident that one incident and it started our friendship and she has always been like honey uh, she's like sweetie you need to be on you know I want you to on the interview panel for the principal I want you to do this Man. I want you to, yeah and I have ever since you know I want you to you know over the um, parent council I want you over this and
0: game wreck Nice I
1: generally even what I do today now with the end of it, she brought me onto there, too. She has mm-hmm. said to me, she says I recognize how awesome you were. And I just knew that you needed to, to be in leadership and you, we need more black parents like you. Wow. And I said, wow. I said, but that's just that's just one thing. Can, can you imagine? I had to train my child mm-hmm. how to deal with these police tactics and they still do them. So in the recommendations I put to the school, that was one of the recommendations that for our county that we put against, it. and the, and the response for the current principal was, well, we spoke to the district, and they said that we're allowed to um, have children sign statements without their parents present. That the district is says it's okay.
0: So that's that standard. And behind. I said, no,
1: it's not. No, mm-hmm. because again, district policy versus practices are two different things. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You're, no, you're, po- I said to the principal, who was white, I said, well, that policy is not an actual policy. I said, we're in the ed code. Do you, can you show me that? And you know, she started stuttering and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, well, you know, you could talk to the uh, child and welfare and health and safety uh, superintendent for, uh, you know, assistant superintendent. I was like, no, that's not what I asked you.
0: Right. You already know who that guy I is. I
1: said, yeah, I do mm-hmm. and it said, and that's the embedded I and I will just say this that what embedded racial inequality mm-hmm. that's part of that and which in giving the definition of embedded racial inequality are easily produced and reproduced usually without the intention of doing so or uh and without even a reference to race these can be policies and practices that intentionally and unintentionally enable white privilege to be reinforced. And when you win Right what I mean by that is, what do you think? A lot of those practices of getting people, kids, to write statements and do that. Do you think they do that for any of the white kids or the Asian kids? I've never heard of such a thing because mm-hmm. I've heard situations they've been in. But if it involves a black kid or brown kid, you better believe they're going to do that
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: suspend them to do discipline, whether it's in school suspension, whatever it is.
0: So I've heard a lot about like how the discipline rates are disproportionate regarding mm-hmm. black kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ten. To one or whatever like, it's always these insane numbers the rate that black kids get suspended or expelled in, in, in relation to you know white or Asian kids talk about that a little bit because it seems like to me like I've seen scenarios you know working in the school where there's a particular kid that has a reputation and then um, he could do this the, 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 the slightest thing and because of the pre-existing bias they already have of that kid mm. they immediately send him you know to the principal's office and start the, the, the day suspension and all that kind of stuff okay. without mm-hmm. even, you know, um, considering any other alternative methods and things like that.
1: Because that they have to, at that point, it's a strategy. So the strategy is the 10 consecutive uh, suspensions mm-hmm. within a calendar, you know, quarter mm-hmm. or a semester. So once yeah, they I do that, that, then they can recommend expulsion.
0: So if you get, yeah, but it, um, so if you get 10 in or a, more.
1: In a quarter. So in a oh, semester. Oh, in a quarter. Or like in a okay. quarter, a calendar year. Or I say either a quarter or the calendar school year. i'm, I'm it, each like again each district is different our local educational um, agency or they'll mm-hmm. call them the lea are different so but again when you do that it's 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 easier you can do recommendation recommendation for expulsion and they can do that i actually had a parent tell me that a principal actually told them like gave them three options because she did not like particularly this this parent's child and the thing is the parents wasn't wasn't black
0: mm-hmm.
1: It was a white parent oh PT. so they
0: even throw them in the mix when PTA they want to get a president somebody. well again oh, okay he was a
1: p pe- but his child had um again his child has special needs his child was a okay. special educate he had an iep
0: oh i see okay.
1: and that goes you know why i say hand in hand that you're going to see difference that's the un- an undesirable mm-hmm. remember i told you undesirables doesn't matter what race you are if you're some undesirable which you're which in a lot of times uh, schools consider that because it, you know special education students have affect their numbers their statistics their money their um their overall ratings for um testing and all that they they don't want that they want a certain prestige in their school so they really don't want those types of students in their school or at least inclusion in there so okay. that again that saying that you know he was just saying like it wasn't even a manifestation I mean she just was like look it i want you know you got three options and, and he's like well you're not even giving the services for my child you're not even doing anything and she was like you could either take your child to a school, to, to another school. If, since you don't think this school is doing so good in stewards, take your child to a different school. And this is a PTA president, son. And then he said, the, she said, the second thing I could do is do do a 10, consecutive, you know, in a calendar, do a 10 day suspensions and then get them expelled. Or the third option, crazy. <laughs> she said, either get a one-on-one aid or change a placement. Like you need to put them in a day class. You know, you need to get they, like go to, you know, there's different ones that you could take to mm-hmm. and and he was just appalled like it was, it was so yeah. funny because i was just telling him like because he was asking me questions about the black experience and like, <laughs> he was just so funny like oh so i just need to know what is what is the black i don't i hear this about this but i don't know about it and mm-hmm. it was funny. now
0: you're finding I out i literally like. <laughs> was talking
1: to him a few months prior because he wanted to know about it and he's heard about these types of things that happen to black parents and students and so i start telling him and then when he came back to tell me what happened, because that same experience I told him happened to a, a a black parent that I was trying to, you know, that we were advocating for. Even when a black parent was escorted off the campus, you know, this is things that he just couldn't understand. And then once he he's like, I should listen to you. I understand now. I did. This is, this is ridiculous. This, this principle has to go. I'm like, yeah, they, oh,
0: okay. they don't understand until it's their kids. And we always say that about white supremacy. Like when nobody cares when police are gunning down innocent, unarmed mm-hmm. black people, mm-hmm. black men, black women, and black children. But, you know, they won't start caring until the shit starts happening to, unfortunately, to other white people. You know, then people are like, what's going on? I didn't know. Uh, you didn't care when it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he did. We it.
0: told you that he, it was eventually going to, if you didn't it, check yep. it, it was going to eventually turn yep. and the the wild dog was going to bite you too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Because,
1: um, and that's kind of what happened in this case. This person, this principal was doing this to a lot of black parents and uh, black and brown parents and mm-hmm. doing this to students. And, and when it was brought up to people like, you know, PTA or other people and like other equity, they didn't say anything. They were like, well, we don't want to really walk. Of the We really don't want to show that we're in contention, and you know we just try to work with them. I'm like, uh huh. Now mm-hmm. it's we need to get rid of this person, and we need to do this. And then there's right. lawsuits by white people being filed, and I'm like, oh, interesting, mm-hmm. because they have that. That's the power that they think about us as black parents. We don't think about that, right? You know, we don't even think they. Don't, and I even told her. He said the same thing when his daughter got enough. It's like they made her write a statement. And I told and I told him everything, like. On, on how these things work, and he was like, "I didn't even know about that. I only heard about it. This is ridiculous." And I was just like, <laughs> "He's so funny because he's such a mess. He has like the man bun, and he's so <laughs> macho. And he's like with these icy blue eyes. He's like, oh my! <laughs> he has a man bun. And he's like, oh my." gosh like really and it's just i just sit here and listen because he looks like one of those surfer dudes like it's just funny and he has kids but it's just but he just is like clueless he's like i was just i just didn't even know like i've heard of it but this is ridiculous and and it's just funny because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I you you can try to educate. Like, I don't go out and say, okay, I'm going to educate white people about the black struggle and stuff, but, but he generally came because what he was trying to do was do things differently as a PTA president and really mm-hmm. wanted to try to be more inclusive and in the, the stigma of it's white only. So, I could respect that you know Mm. but other than that I'm just like but when he went through it it was just like oh I thought I told you see I said now and it was so funny because he's like really she has a go this is like and I said oh welcome to the black experience and he just Uh, started laughing I was like you are a part of the community now (laughs) you know Mm -hmm.
0: and sometimes it takes that for people to really understand what what, uh what we deal with on a day-to-day basis man it's called empathy or at the very least sympathy and um unfortunately it's takes negative experiences like that for people that uh, have access to the dominant society to want to make changes. But it is what it is, man. So um, one of the things that I've noticed that happens a lot of times is uh, you'll go to school, you're dropping your kid off and you'll see cops.
1: Oh, my goodness. Like
0: just parked in front of the campus going into the building. And I was like, what the hell could be going on at school that police? Because when I was in school, I'm talking about from elementary, middle school, Mm. high school. I don't ever remember seeing police officers come on campus like we would have like career day or whatever yeah, like that n- neither did and I. then a cop will come and, and mm-hmm. give a little speech about how, what it's like to be a police officer or whatever but i don't ever i'm trying to think man like i don't ever remember seeing police officers on campus this much right uh-huh. and so um what is going on <laughs> what the fuck is going on that all these cops end up on on campuses man i was just curious about that like because you're there like well
1: what are you what are your thoughts on it because i was say like when you see them like what are your I mean I'm no expert I say probably think the exact same thing that you're thinking but what are your thoughts when you're like and it doesn't matter what campus you're you, no you know, it really like, doesn't
0: it's, it's, it's everywhere that there's blacks st- or brown students that it seems like uh, police are there at least every true. other day
1: because there is one, one school that I haven't seen them at and my son's been there for this would be going on his third year and I ain't seen that are we you pop. serious I ain't seen that one cup what? but there's only like Less than what five percent, and not even that. Uh, there's not that many black students in the whole school. You know, I went to school like that, where there was only five of us in the
0: whole school. Do you remember seeing police? Not on campus when there's like on, that if when there's only
1: five black people in the school. No, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I ain't seen I ain't seen that. It, when it's predominantly white or Asian, you don't. But really I, see I went to them.
0: majority black schools my whole life, and I still don't recall seeing police on campus like they are now. Maybe well, I'm just.
1: I don't know. When I was in yeah. Columbia, South Carolina, I never. Saw them. I, I and those were predominant in the South. You're going to go to a predominantly black
0: school. I have it. I have a theory. I think it, 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 I think a lot of it is the schools calling police. A lot of them have school resource officers on campus already.
1: Oh, school resource officers. Yeah. That's what they were called. The, they have probation and school resources yeah. officer. Yeah. I, got, I know exactly what room I said. I want to know each room that those officers are in.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of times it's parents calling police no, on it, other it people's kids. No, it is.
1: Because I asked we when we saw them at the school that that time when we me and my husband saw them talking to that kid, I was livid. Mm -hmm. That one was an actual admin that called them. But the principal said statistically, the ones that who called them, he was he was a white principal. And um, honestly, he just was like, I don't even allow them access to the campus. Mm -hmm. He was actually pretty cool when it came to that, because he really was against that he said, but a lot of it is parents calling it on other parents. Man. So white parents call, black parents, black parents call on black parents. Is mm-hmm. like they use the police as an avenue and saying, you know, to to address it. And the police have to do that, but the 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 administration doesn't have to allow them access during school hours. Okay. And he was really good about that. And I and he had to explain it. He had to. We had to, you know, make sure he, he was accountable. Like this is this is about safety issues. These are about things our concerns as are as a black parent group. And he was very honest mm-hmm. with it and he said that, you know this is just educating them about you know that's not the that's why we try to step it up more um and be have more intervention prior to any of this stuff going down which i can respect that as well mm-hmm. when we talk alternative so your administration can either shape how things the practices and how they do it again district gives autonomy to each school site oh, it's so how good. it's how they do it
0: That's that policy versus practices it's
1: policy thing, and you're yeah. gonna see that on every single category that we talk about. It's going to be your policy, which is district, your local agents, educational agency policy versus the actual school um, practices, because there's no school policy. There shouldn't be a policy. There's a practice or guideline, but district, the school board makes a policy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that, that is a, a huge difference, but when you see them on campus and you're just like, okay, what is going on? Why is that happening and who's calling them? So then it's just basically trying to to get more intervention before any of that goes down so what their response was was not to even tell the parent that yeah. was what and that's an unknown as well yeah because because they were like okay we we want to limit a number of parents being you know calling police so what we're going to do is not tell the parent mm. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then there your kid comes with a busted eye and you're just like okay this is safety issues what at is this is that, point
0: that thing i heard we, when we were talking uh when we were talking um before we started recording off air, you had mentioned um, something. I don't know if a lot of parents even know this chain of custody or oh, what have you. Yes. Like, look, tell, talk totally, about that room. We yeah. were,
1: well, it was because I was telling you about that situation that happened and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, well, because
0: you just reminded me of that because they don't call the parents. No. Like a lot of times I've heard stories where the police, the police are called. Yeah. They take your kid to straight to juvenile. To um, juvenile
1: or do a 5150, but they're not called 5150s They're call something else for for, for and children, they don't
0: even call the parent until the kid is in custody somewhere. Well, they
1: call the parent to come pick them up. Either it's from the hospital if they're on a psych, a seventy-two under psych, psych evaluation, or they call the parents after the to pick them up from the like you said from the from the juvenile or wherever their holding cell is. Um, I've had. A couple of those happened. And again, they involved special education children. Mm-hmm. OK, they do involve that. And one of them were and it was sad. So the chain. Of, so what I was telling you about what a uh, chain of custody and how that worked is that when your child goes to a public school or really any school um, where you're entrusting your child for us limited for a certain period of time um, to, for learning or education, you sign that waiver saying that you give them permission to uh, make medical decisions okay, and safety decisions for your child. And in, in, in lieu of you, I have not I decided not to put that there because I want to be called. So I don't even. Oh, sign So it's optional. It is optional. You can sign it or not. Really? It's in the handbook. So that's why they're very much big about getting you to sign that handbook in the beginning. And if you don't sign it, then you some of them have even the language. If you don't even sign it, then you give your consent. But there is a uniform consent about a chain of custody. When your child is there, you have the right to make any and all decisions. Mm-hmm. discipline for in the abandonment for your child. Um The one I was telling about was a parent was um, that was coming on a field trip that we were doing an educational field trip to, I think it was USC or one of those, or was it to the museum? She was supposed to, she was walking her kids that were right in front of her, her mm-hmm. two sons to school that day because she was going to be chaperoning on the field trip. So she never showed up. And I remember hitting her back later and I'm like, what happened to you? You never showed up. She said this, she, she was so upset. Oh, she, well, she said that she was walking her. There was a um, cone. I think her son accidentally kicked over a cone. They were walking on the side of the road and the cone was on there. And and she, I guess her son didn't see. So she picked up the cone and she it was in the in the middle of, of the road. She picked up the cone and put it, you know, back in place where it was. Or I think she thought it might have been the guy who was working. He was working out with chemicals on the street. And so she thought maybe he put it there. So he put she put it in the back of his his car his trunk or his bed and then kept walking and then apparently the white lady that was walking her dog across the street yelled and said to him she they're stealing out of your truck
0: oh my god
1: To the to the and they were like <laughs> right there where the school was, right in the back of the school, right before you go into the to the drive area. And so I she know she made
0: a whole scenario up in so your mind. she
1: was she knew exactly there wasn't her, there was another Asian lady that was over there she just actually ended up later on saying no, they didn't do anything. They were just walking and put the cone there hmm. back in the in the thing that fell in the street. She was like, I didn't want it to be in the street and somebody run over it. So um, that's the mother. And the white lady told the guy white guy who was the worker that they were stealing from his car then called the police and instead of sitting up there listening and to what the black parent was saying about them they that old white lady they listen to you know white people stick together so it, i guess i don't know but he um said yeah they were stealing then he went and said they were stealing from the car even though he didn't even know what he was like he he there was he was way in front of the car of his car working and um doing some chemical things on the side of the I guess getting the the street redoing the street uh lines on there and you know you have to put the chemical paints on there first and remove it and then redo it mm-hmm. so he didn't know what was going on he just heard this white lady yelling saying that they were stealing and they weren't and then she was just like I couldn't believe it she was like I was over a Rubicon I couldn't believe this like I can't even believe they were doing it and then so then she said she told her boys to go ahead ha- and go to class because she didn't want them to be late the bell the the final bell rang, and so she said go to class I'll dare with this so she's getting into it with this guy she's getting into it with the lady with the dog and then the Asian lady that was walking she goes no nothing happened nobody saw anything and said exactly what happened which contradict both and the police is just like you know one of them was a Hispanic one was a white cop but again
0: (laughs) you need like three or four minorities to circumvent the word of one white person that's great it was
1: but (laughs) it really was but the he says she said surprisingly it was the Hispanic cop that was being more aggressive than the white cop
0: that's 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 she said the white cop chemical. was actually
1: you know trying to you know calm the situation being it but the, the Mexican cop the Hispanic cop was very aggressive and was being aggressive was like well where are the kids and he wanted to go to the school and, and interrogate them and and open up their backpacks to see if they stole any chemicals like why would they do that and he did so he went over there so, she didn't know that he went one of them went around the school asked him to get her sons out of class then this principal was going to try to suspend them. She was like, no, I was there. I was with my sons the whole time. Her
0: word don't mean a damn thing.
1: And then, yeah, that's what that's I'm trying sad. to say. And then she said to them, she said to the principal, she, you know, they're my son and I make the decision. And and she was going to allow the police officers to go and search the kids. She was like, no. So she told the principal her rights. Okay. She was just like, no, you're not going to do this. I was with my, she said, well, you know, it's a chain of custody. I didn't know that you weren't on school grounds at the time. They were in the back of the school on the street area Mm -hmm. before they go and she's like you know because of the chain of custody law I have the right to do that I have rights once your child is on the school or in route to the school it's, she said, once your child's either at school or en route to the school, the chain of custody means it falls to her. And she told her that she said, well, you don't get the, it. It doesn't because I was walking my sons to school and I was right there. She goes, oh, well, I didn't know that.
0: So you're just going to allow them yeah. to say whatever yeah. and then allow people but, to come in and but she said to But camp.
1: she said, but see she just said, you know what? Go ahead. She had them. She, she just said, go ahead and check their backpacks. You ain't going to find no chem- Chemicals, which they didn't, and then they were able to go back to class. But the fact is this, you know, she was just And that
0: experience will be ingraining them for the rest of their life.
1: Well, see, and then it goes back to what what uh we were saying that Dr. Elliot was saying when you're right. going through a traumatic experience, that's a very traumatic experience for some a sixth and seventh grader to go through or a seventh and eighth grader to go through, whatever how whatever grade they were in. But they were in middle school, and you expect them to go back to learning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like nothing happened.
1: And they're sitting there like And this is all the time. You know, I've heard so many different things for so many parents, and it's so heartening. All of this because that one white lady decided that she was going to lie and say they were stealing out of the back of their car. Out out of his, this man's truck. And I said, and then he took it at gospel and it it, it trickled in all this effect. And I said, whether the wire I said, that is so unnecessary. And like, again, like she told him, she, the chain of custody is they're in route two or at school, they have the chain of custody. They make the decisions, but she didn't didn't know that her mom that the mother was walking to them at the time so she, that's why she ended up missing the whole trip it was just crazy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so yeah that was that that chain of custody issue so they can they can call the police they can call for a 5150 they can call you know the psych people on them which i've had that happen which we had to literally because they were holding a kid hostage in there wouldn't let them leave out a room we had to go and get them out of there didn't leave till like 10 o'clock at night at the school oh my god and and they st- you know saying well, you know, we have to. They call the psych people because she made a comment like, "Oh my gosh!" So I wonder, like, why would people kill themselves? I wonder what does that feel like, or something silly that she was a middle school kid. Again, middle school kids say dumb things. They see a lot on on there, and then you end up calling the psych people and the you know coming out to evaluate them, and it's just crazy. Like that was as, and they sent the police to their to their house, and she had um child services, and this is a grandmother that had you know kids in. That That's a
0: frightening when you have the police and Child Protective Services showing up to your house. And they saying that they're going to arrest yeah. the
1: grandmother, they're going to do this. And she's been, she's not been the same since. She had to, you know, put her in a private homeschooling area, a school, but it it was, you know, very traumatic. And then they, not then not even there to 10 o'clock at night because she called me and was like, can you please come over here? You know, I had to go leave. I was in a meeting from one city, go to a whole nother city to try to help, you know, her get her grandmother grandchild out of there because they refused to let her out of there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, managed to talk and we got them out because you can't hold your child. You can go and get in. You no, know, I'm taking my child. I'm leaving. But they can have the police there and arrest you. They can use the police also to come in and and literally bust down your door and get, you know, to get that child and put them in in that um, psychiatric hold, which they did. That was pretty sad. They use, they know what, when the whole goal in this, and I'm not saying if it's a goal or, or not, but getting a record whether it's a restraining order from a child at nine years old and you know in fourth grade or fifth grade you know calling the police on them if they you know for child's things like okay they drew pictures that I didn't like and that something's wrong with them and calling you know child services on a child and the police on and and it's just it's all part of that when you say school to prison pipeline there is a pipeline because you already have a record if a child has a record of police involvement and in coming to campus and having to be on probation that type of thing it's easier to to lead into what they you know hold that against them uh as an adult or even before they're an adult giving them time mm-hmm. in prison and not even giving them a chance because even if it's still it's on your record if they want to get a job while they're in high school how? going to do
0: that? And that's the whole part. I feel like that's the entire premise, is to get them on file, get them into the system, get them a record, and make their lives as miserable as possible going forward. I mean, because you figure you have all these traumatic experiences, you're having contact with law enforcement very early on in
1: your your development.
0: And so that kind of stuff trickles down into areas in the rest of your life. Couple that with the fact that, you know, you may or may not have the best structure at home, Oh yeah, teachers harassing you every day, and you know, it, it just creates for an environment that's chaotic um, for children that are developing uh, mentally and emotionally. Man, it's um, it's really amazing.
1: And, and and a lot of them are used with you know, especially when kids who are foster youth, yeah, uh, runaways. I've had that. Um, they have nobody, and then those those staff that come and pick them up. Do you think they care? They're like, oh, okay, we'll just pick them up from the police department. You know, not too many people make mm-hmm. it out uh, uh, out and survive it and be successful right. out of those situations.
0: So I feel like um, parents being educated, the chain of custody process. And I really want those of us, those of you that are listening to check into your district's Policies with regarding chain of custody mm-hmm. because that's a key chink. And
1: they'll say and- LEA, your local educational agency.
0: OK, um, you need to check into that and find out what what their policy and practices are, because mm-hmm. um, that's an important um, kink in the chain. Um, also, talk to your children if you have them or, if you know, your loved ones that have kids or whatever the or case cousins. may be, cousins, whatever. Yeah. Talk to them about having your children write these statements. That is very, very important. Um, The reason it's very important is because they can and like the old saying goes, they can anything said can and and will will be used used against you. you. All right. So if you do have a scenario where um, another parent calls police, which oftentimes happens, one thing you don't want to have on file is your child making a statement, admitting any type of culpability or wrongdoing, because they will give that statement right to the police and the police will use that. Mm -hmm. And we have heard of this Mm -hmm. as you just heard on this show, um, they we've heard of kids getting restraining orders placed on them, entered into the system as early as fourth grade, booked, fingerprinted, yeah. and it's on their record for the rest of their um, you know K through twelve experience. So um, those are just some some basic tactics that we felt um, parents needed to know about, or guardians needed to know about, or whomever, and utilize those in order to prevent or at least slow down. So because you know in the system we live in, look. We have right. We have a lot of rights, but those people that have badges and guns have power
1: and they have power, and they can violate those and They rights. violate and those, those rights on a to daily write a basis. script for your child, like I did. Um, just basically, and it, unfortunately, I would recommend even as early as elementary school level to talk about. What are it? Because I told exactly what I told my. It was so funny because my son said to me, "Mommy, everything you said was going to happen happened." And I didn't even know what the school practices was. I just basically told him what to do, gave him the same advice of what I would give if they were to deal with the police. Because when I heard of that, um, in Florida, um, we were talking about that. What was it? It was a boy that accidentally killed his, uh, his sister. She was in right. second grade, you know. Um, but a lot of things they what, what they were saying was they, integrate, uh, they were interrogating him without his parents present.
0: They were interrogating him without his parents present. Wow.
1: But you're not supposed to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's law. And you should But the district's practices and them saying from what the principal said to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago saying, well, the district says that we can um, have the child make a statement without the um, parent, uh, parent present. And I said, and I said, first of all, where in the ed code is that? And second of all, why would you even adopt that process? Act, as inequitable as it is. I said, well, how is that not embedded racial inequality? equality? How many of them are you doing? Let's do statistics on how many that you're getting right statements are black and brown versus or no, or eth- non-ethnic. Then the non-ethnic. She couldn't say anything. She wanted to refer us to the health and wealth and safety, you know, director and stuff like that. And and I think that, uh, yes, they give and I said they give school autonomy to to a certain level of autonomy, but they don't. But you as a as administrator and as a person that That wants to value due process rights of student and parents, you should say, you know, we're not going to do this. But if you're not letting the parent know until you get there, because you want to have everything straight, you make all the kids write these things down. Like the kids that were waxing and vaping, the sixth and seventh graders, they had them all write statements. There was actually no physical evidence. They didn't catch them in the act. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. I got I digressed on that. But it was just they smelt it in the air. Mm -hmm. But they all started confessing one after another because you know what they told them? They said, if you don't, we're going to subjugate you to a, a drug test right now. I said,
0: <laughs> wow.
1: I said, they can't do that. But their kids didn't know that. Right. Oh, we're going to, they can't sit there and force those kids to do a drug test right now mm. without, there's certain things that do need parental. Yes, there are a chain of custody and they could just call the police and have the police detain you and bring the children and suspect of that. Now that they can do. But, but again, you just give your kid that script. I mean, not. I want them to get away you know that they shouldn't that it's okay Absolutely. that they were smoking no, please don't yeah, I don't, don't want to don't say they were okay with that, smoking weed right. but the problem that I have with is that the parent wasn't there because even if my son was caught doing something like that which I pray to God that would never happen um, and it shouldn't uh, um, happen but I want to be the one to say what my child's punishment is going to be mm-hmm. and I'm going to very much be advocating there and I'm not going to let my or admit anything Right? you know what I'm saying you're giving this child you want to Put them in an automatic pack program where they have to do a drug program now. All of those th- those kids have to do that now, mm. and and they it's pretty sad. And I'm pretty and, sure and, see child protective be,
0: be, services got involved. And child well. protective yeah.
1: services. So of course I'm gonna you know there's no I wouldn't reach out to anyone. But that's all with the confession of and statements of what the kids because of the threats that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they by the time the parent got there, everything was, was all, all done.
0: Yeah, you're called as an afterthought. Like okay, we got everything we need. Now let's call the parent and tell them what the punishment is going to be that we've based already Based off discerned. of all
1: the students' um, statements, so then they were saying they were like, "Yeah, and they're going to start pulling, you know, eighth grade boys, and they're going to start interrogating them." I said, "You better." I told one of the kids, "I said you better go and tell all the parents and tell all the kids to talk to their parents yep. because that is not." the business of them to to sit there. That's a parent's right right to child rear their child and and to be involved in their education, whether it's disciplinary or not, because I'd be pulling that kid from that school.
0: And one of the saddest things about that whole situation to me is the fact that the first thing that jumps to their mind is punitive, like punitive. punishment, and and Absolutely. somebody has to be punished for this? This is a scenario where you have very young middle school children, and if they inhaled any type of um, controlled substance or or uh, mar- being marijuana, whatever it is, the first thing you want to think about is their health and safety mm-hmm. and their well being, not who did it, where's the weed at, y'all asses are all finna get in trouble, and expect whatever the case may be. Let's find out if these if it's time Toxic, whatever, you know, because wax, cannabis wax, from what I understand, is extremely potent. Like when you when you vape that stuff, from what I understand, the little reading that I did, that's not even something and that's recommended for beginners, like people yeah. that, you know, that are beginning using cannabis like that's they're like, you don't want to start off with that. You know, from what I understand, the the, the potency of the waxes are, are high. And so to me, it would seem like, you know, we want to get these kids checked out, send them to the nurses notify their parents and let them like look man we find all these kids yada 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 but they
1: but you do have to call child services in that aspect because because and let's just be reasonable a lot and I must just say this a lot of parents are not w- where they're supposed to be I had a student mm-hmm. where I dropped them off after one of our um, competitions and the student is a really good student but I didn't realize how the situation was at home mm-hmm. and by the time like I before I even got up to the top of the stairs of the apartment I can smell the weed like that's yeah, how I was like what yeah, and by the time true. she came out she didn't know the parent didn't know anywhere where they, they were at they didn't know that the there was going to be a competition that they they, was that blown
0: out, huh? <laughs> they were like really oh my gosh because
1: so, she said oh you know she was like no my mom isn't going to come she never comes to anything and I was like you know what I'm going to talk to your mom she needs to see how proud you of you and how well you're doing and you know and I, I didn't even know she understood half what, I because her eyes were so bloodshot and she looked so high but I was just like you know telling her but she showed up to the competition she saw the you know how well her daughter did and I was just like so proud of and she was so proud that her mom was there yeah. but again you know you do in certain as- aspect. I'm not saying I don't know if it's medical reasons why this parent has this stuff that's accessible I don't well, know who brought legal it it's now
0: recreationally it's all
1: recreational now so it's all legal so you can't necessarily say you know oh well, you know it's child abuse I don't know how acts accessible these are getting where the child got access without the parent knowing so yeah you do have to call um, DPSS you know in that I, instance I, in, in, mm. you do have to call in certain instances I'm not one for that I, I you I am very much an advocate for our parents and our kids especially our black kids that have to go through this a lot my thing is um, as a school like if I'm a school official mm-hmm. I would have to go through you know, just tell them like there are things that policy mandates you have to do in that incident. If you're if you they're caught, they've already admitted this types of thing and you actually have the, the evidence. And then there's some where you can just say, hey, you know, it's all up to discretion, but it depends. You know, I don't know what the situation at home is in, in, in a lot of those incidents. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I've I've experienced it and I know yeah, I've seen it all. Um, but yeah, that's I can a tell deep you-
0: thing to, to get child services involved in. I don't man, believe
1: it. That's like the last thing yeah, I would want to yeah. do. But when you have a child that's only in six grade and seventh grade and eighth grade that are high that means they're 11 and 12 years old Mm -hmm. and they've Mm -hmm. been doing apparently in my investigation which i did my little private thing because i'm like i know which kids to talk to like i didn't you know i just said hey give me the t such and such you know but they know me and they're like yeah well the word is x y and z this is stuff that's happened this is who was doing it and they've been doing it for months and when I found that out, I'm like, they're only in sixth grade, and this has been going on for months. My goodness! And then it's just like they, you know, you hear a lot of things, and it's just like I, I feel bad, and you, I know the parents. You
0: know what's crazy, man? Is remember when vaping first, when the vape pens and all that first came yeah. out, and um, the anti-tobacco companies were—they're gonna use this and market it to kids and all that. I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here! No, like I, y'all, y'all is, come on, man! But I, I didn't realize the kids that are actually they using are. this shit.
1: Well, I'm part of the tobacco. I, I don't know if you know this, too, but I got part of another committee, community committee called the Tobacco Coalition Committee. And and they that meeting was very eye opening because they brought out all these samples of tobacco. And some of them are like fruity. They have a lot of um, flavors that are really, you know, kids will like. Mm-hmm. And then they did these studies and they showed us this video of showing the same things that we were looking at, showing it to students to kids and they were like oh this looks good I want to try this and they're smelling it and they're like and they, Damn. and these were little white little elementary kids that they had doing it and showing how they were like really into like oh I like this one it was strawberry one was cocoa and it had little and it actually had little cartoons of a grape and smiling and stuff on oh, it oh wow yeah and I was like wow so they pay these kids um, not um I think high school kids to go undercover to for like this this like I don't know if they pay them because you're not To pay them, but you're you give them something, something like that. She said that they to go in there and purchase tobacco products and if they do it's a sting operation with the police department mm-hmm. and if they sell them then they you know find the the owner and that whole thing like that so um and you know they just got awards and certificates for the kids who are part of that program because it's not easy it's like a five six hour operation even longer sometimes you can go up to 10 hours and they are you know doing these sting operations and stuff so Jeez. yeah but they do mark I, I they 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 do mark these and they label them they're marketing them for kids and i and and I'm not saying four kids but I don't think an adult cares about what flavor like that they have these little cartoony flavors on there and they're all smiling and it looks very kid friendly mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah um, it's crazy um, the times we live in man we're facing all sorts of challenges of things that We never thought we would have to deal with, in the way things are evolving now, you know, there's going to be all sorts of new things popping up on the horizon, man. Like, who would have ever thought social media would be what it is now and dealing with vape and cannabis wax and all this different type of stuff? Like, it's just so many challenges parents have now, man, that um, I don't know how... But is know, prison hey, yeah. and,
1: and is, is policing and get putting your child in yeah. jail the answer?
0: No, it's not. And
1: that's the, what the school of prison pipeline is that the whole point of this whole conversation. Getting them is, a record early. Is getting them and you're not giving them a chance to yeah. grow, a chance to work out certain things and being kids. Because there's not every like even every kid or I mean, you are not perfect unless you live in a bubble that you never tried anything like right. weed, tobacco, drinking or as when you weren't 21. I mean, come on.
0: Well, man, black people are not allowed nuance man let's let's keep it a hundred you know mm-hmm. black people are not allowed to make mistakes we're not allowed to be human we're not allowed nuance we're not, not allowed great our age right exactly we oh, can't he, he looks like yeah exactly like, okay, right dude. exactly so, um, you know, I hope that people take from this, you know, the, some of the tips that we provided. And uh, with that said, I think that's the goodest place to wrap it up as any. If you have any final words or anything, we'll go ahead and close this out and uh, I bring I just want to say,
1: you know, as a parent, I would really want you, and, and this is something I've really been thinking about talking to parents or just doing a quiet workshop on is just letting parents know your due process rights, so your child's due process, about chain custody, those types of things. What are the taxes that they use? And then also another thing that you can also do is, you know, in protest is um, often these kids out of testing, um, out of some of those testing, uh, state testing, those things that help make them money um, until they change their practices.
0: Mm, okay, um, I so think a sort of soft boycott. to I, I really thing,
1: think yeah. I've done it since my when you know kids were in elementary, but um, those those aspects. Facts and those, those, you know, cast or those state testings, those district benchmarks are all really mostly for them, to, for one, to get the statistics that they want to show African-American or are, are, are under with the achievement gap to talk about um, how much money they do get for mm-hmm. children with special needs or children, how they test and how they use it against you when um, in the end, mm-hmm. um, I think that I just said that 100 Black parents or 100 Latino parents sit there and um, and protest and say, you know, we're gonna we're opting out all our kids out of out of those state testing because it doesn't help you. And mm-hmm. I and I've sat there and talked to each one of the those district officials. What they said is basically to me, and it was obviously in private at the time, but it helps them be a good test taker. And I said okay, because I don't need to have them take these stressful tests from third grade until twelfth grade to be for no reasons just for your. Benefit. And they make
0: a big deal out of those. And they tests. do because yeah.
1: they it's about money. Yeah, and they get a certain amount. It's they get a lot get of
0: money on the
1: millions line. of dollars. Mm. and we're talking about so millions so each child is what twenty thousand, twenty six thousand or more and if you count a child with special needs you're talking about maybe um six or seven thousand dollars more than a gen ed Mm. and then you're talking about 1.6 million when it comes to um attendance because that's another thing about attendance right um they're really big about that
0: and that's why they pass all these these tardy laws and these attendance laws truancy laws that they get black parents that kamala harris was a proponent of when she was attorney general out here in the state of California. Mm -hmm. That's all about the money. It's
1: about the money because they get federal money. They get $9 million in federal funding for that, that gets split up in different schools and different, you know, four and 3 million would go directly to actual local LEA. Um, So again, you take, you decide to protest. And it's so funny. I I was laughing because I think I told you this the other day. I said, if, if I, I would, be scared to be the head leader of this because apparently, if you do that, then they'll probably come up with a law saying that you have to test your kid. You know, yep. these kids—they're yeah. doing laws to say you have to get your kids vaccinated. I'm
0: if, hearing that they're doing laws trying to restrict homeschooling, like when you pull your kid out and say, "And I homeschool,
1: home- so yeah. I." And I have no problem with homeschooling. Yeah. I, I would, you know, if I have to. But again, if they can do laws to try to say that you, because you have these parents that are saying they don't want to get their kid vaccinated. If I say, well, you know, I don't. Get Get enough parents to protest and not have their kids do those testings and say, You're not making any money off my kid and and to you change these these laws or these policies
0: They'll pass a law to make it mandatory.
1: They would, but in the meanwhile you ain't getting no money.
0: Well then that's kid. when you you as parents
1: but there's, and, yeah, and this
0: is where organizing comes into play. Mm-hmm. You got to get off your asses and do work. You have to organize and really go after these like people. That.
1: They'll kick me out the district if yeah. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I barely wait, can. Wait. But it's a threat. I can just, yeah. you just do the threat because I can easily organize that many parents. Yeah. I'm very sure. Well, you if can. You had, with if you a, educate them. Yeah. See, the thing is, you have to educate them on what it's for. So, again, that's just a way of saying, like, we're not, if, if you're going to call the police on our children, you're going to, you know, do these illegal practices, then we're going to do other things that can
0: affect you. And exactly. -hmm. I ain't got nothing to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) Taking away the money always uh, is a great solution because in a a capitalist system, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all about the bottom dollar and exploitation in order to get it. So we have to find ways to counterbalance that. Um, so with that said, thank you so much for joining us once again, and next time we will be back and we will discuss ah, gentrification, one of our favorite topics here on Champagne Shark, so uh, please stay tuned, and until then...